What's up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror podcast taking you on a ride. And, um, you know, it's the week after Valentine's Day. And let me tell you, this episode is definitely about to take all the love right along with it. Because, ciao. Um, we're talking 2014's Honeymoon. And I'm going to chat with y'all a little bit before our host, Johnny, gathers her thoughts. Because... She got some thoughts. I do too, but um, (laughs) here at the park, we need your help keeping the operation running. So we love you all to leave us a little review on whatever platform you listen to us on. So, you know, we can show up on other people's feeds. More people can listen to us. And you you know how this works, all that good stuff. But anyway, Jane. Yes. (laughs) I try, I tried to stall as much as I could in the beginning for you because, um, I mean. <laughs> I'm so sorry in advance. I mean, okay, okay, okay. You can't really say that because some people. And Probably liked it. Yeah, yeah. However, I did not. And that is perfectly fine, because like I said, it ain't all sunshines and rainbows at the park. Like, some days we're going to have to take a rain day pass, like, and this might be one of them. (laughs) Ciao. All right. So today we're talking about 2014's Honeymoon. And I couldn't even tell you how I found this ride. I just know that I found it. It was in the park. So I just got on it. Like it was, it was in, it was in the area. <laughs> so I just, it was in the area. Um, <laughs> I just, I, um, I never heard of this one. Actually, I'm not, uh, not even in passing, to be honest. I Neither do recall I. you saying that, um, you know, Obviously, this was part of your research for curating your half of the list. So I'm thinking, I maybe this is a movie that I must have missed from, you know, the early 2000s, a la Valentine, until you told me last week. You was like, no, this is 2014. Because remember, I was like, is this a remake? Like, what is this? And he was like, no, no, no. This, this is that. Whole time, it basically is a remake. Um, I wouldn't say remake. I would say it's inspired. I would yeah. say inspired. And that, and that's why you can say that because, you know, it just didn't hit the mark. But, or your mark. Um, so, yeah, Pluto TV, since then, since, like, I had that conversation with you, Pluto TV actually had been airing the movie. So I had turned the TV on and I seen a glimpse of it, but the volume was off. So I have no context to what's going on and the part I saw and this is no spoiler yet the part I saw gave me a completely different idea for the vibe of the movie so I came in on the what part, part did you see so I came in when she was tied up to the bed and then oh. I didn't know this I didn't know this yet like I literally only saw the part where he's like touching her and like kind of coming up her body. I'm trying to say little without saying too much because, yeah. you know, it's kind of like our spoiler free part. But I came in on that part. So this is no context. Like I said, the volume was on mute. It probably so, looked creepy as hell to you. Exactly. And I have, I've had this theory um, 
as you know, like I just did this video on YouTube talking about Valentine and I kind of noticed a trend in the movies we picked out. So I was like, okay, you know, before I bring it up, I'm gonna wait to see how Honeymoon goes. And it definitely threw my little theory out the window, but I'm gonna save that for our next episode. But anyway, yes, it definitely made me think something else. And I'm gonna bring that up later too. So anyway, um, <laughs> go ahead with your info girl because I'm just I'm just ready because because I have I have plenty of reservations about this so girl I hated it but anyway <laughs> this movie was directed by and Lisa that's our Myers. show guys we'll see you guys next week when we talk about <laughs> no I'm just kidding go ahead go ahead yo that would be some shit if you really did that okay be like, well. be like wait a minute <laughs> They like you didn't even let the guy with the deep voice talk. <laughs> no games, nothing. <laughs> so, um, Honeymoon was directed by Lee Janiak. Mm-hmm. It was produced by Patrick Baker and SMA Howard, and it was written by Lee as well and Phil Grazia Day. Yes, we're sorry. We're not trying to butcher names. We really try, but we're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, the movie stars Rose Leslie as B, Harry Treadaway as Paul, and then you have Ben Huber as Will and Hannah Brown as Annie. This is one of the movies where it literally only has like two to four characters. Mm-hmm. And I get and I hold on to that because yeah, go ahead. Do you recognize Rose Leslie from anywhere? So I know she's from Game of Thrones, but I did not watch Game of Thrones. Me neither. So. Okay, I was just because I was just curious because I, I guess we're a part of that small percentage of people that have never seen an episode. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't. No, no shade at all. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it has nice gowns, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This movie um, had a debut at South by Southwest Mm -hmm. in March of 2014, and then it hit theater September of 2014. Um, This is a very, very, very low-budget movie. Good girl. Very. I saw. And and once again, once again, like I said, like, we, that's not, sometimes... Sometimes they make Sometimes it what they do. Sometimes movies can be good. Exactly. And other times, they could be something else. I won't even say bad because it, it, it's just something else. It's something else. Yeah. <laughs> so after I watched the movie, I did um, look at some interviews that the director, the writer slash director did, as well as the two main characters. Oh, same. Um, crazy thing. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. I did not not know that both of them were British. Yes, their accents are amazing. So that threw me all the way off. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes sense because I did not like Rose's voice in this movie. Her voice really bothered me. But oh. when she spoke in her British, when she spoke in her native tongue. It made sense. Yes, because okay. I was like, okay, she sounds normal now mm-hmm. that she's talking normally. But when she tried to talk like an American, it really bothered me. She almost, her American accent almost reminded me of... Emma Stone? 
slightly. What is homegirl's name from the Dark and Wicked? We just reviewed the movie, but that main character, it almost like kind of like really her character, like a tomboy kind of raspy voice, you know? Yeah, I, I, oof, I did not. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was 100. Because sometimes, you know, to be very fair, I find that people who aren't from America can impersonate us very well. Yeah, like, have you ever watched All American? I haven't. So, so the main character? Yeah. Sometimes, it, it depends. It'd be OTV, you know me. Or just it's like today. Today, you know, I just discovered the mass dancer today. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten back to that. Yeah, like, girl. But the main, the main character of All American, I didn't know of him before that show. And he has a perfect American accent, but he's British. So he showed up on The Real, I think, mm-hmm. for an interview. And mm-hmm. he started talking, and I was confused. Or like Idris. That like, too. When you watch him in The Wire, and especially now that I live in the area where it was filmed, I'm just like, every time I hear this man, I'm just like, wow, that's really not his accent. Like, he's good at this. But yeah, I know. I don't know. I think um, what I, I brought that up to say that sometimes I don't even notice it. So I guess it just, you know, it flew over my head. But I can see where you're coming from not liking her tone. So, um, leaving off of talking about this lady's accent. <laughs> um, so, I, I definitely briefly touched on the fact that this movie was very low budget. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about it was when I looked at the interview that the director did, mm-hmm. she said that she was really going to make the movie regardless of what the budget was. Yeah, and I saw that they started like four years before they actually well, four years before the movie came out, which I mean, is kind of typical, but you know, normally it's less than that unless it's like animated or something. Yeah, she said, her whole premise is that she loves movies, not mm-hmm. scripts. Well, making movies and not scripts. And mm-hmm. this was actually her, di- her directorial debut. It shows. <laughs> uh, look, okay, look, and I know it's Women in Horror Month and we supposed to be a little more kumbaya than usual but um sometimes constructive criticism is needed and i'm not dragging i'm not i promise you i'm not everything will make sense once we get through the movie so she got me she got me stuttering on my words like geez (laughs) so initially i i remember at the beginning i said that i felt like it was a low budget invasion of the body center Mm mm-hmm Basically. Basically, she co- she confirmed that in her interview as well. Yeah, she I mean, which, that, you know. You know, it was her goal to remake a version of Invasion of the Body Snackers. Which, I and, mean, like, Jordan Peele did the same thing with us. So it's like, that's not my problem with the movie. I'll get there. I'll get there. And I don't know if that's what, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're saying is part of your problem with the movie. No. That's not my problem. So I'm cool with people taking inspiration from other movies because Jordan Peele did this with us. So, you know, or there's thousands of movies that's inspired by this, 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 this. But this is my thing. If you're going to do it, I'm going to need you to do it. But also, that ain't even it either. I'm going to, I'll wait. Go ahead. (laughs) 
All right. Well, with that being said, let's go to the cue line because this game Girl, is, this is the shortest intro. <laughs> <laughs> this intro is probably 60% of us sniggling and giggling. All right. Come on. Let's go. I'm not going to hold you up. Let's go to the cue line. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your mind's and spines because this here's a doozy okay so because the name of this movie is honeymoon Uh we're going to pick it's a quiz to reveal our dream honeymoon destination well actually your dream honeymoon destination because i already know mine oh okay well (laughs) and okay well let's just let's just issue a warning guys i was born um october 1st so I am a Libra, therefore, me and decisions. Mm-mm. So, get ready. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so pick your favorite climate. Desert, urban, beach, mountains, jungle, lake. And it's funny that lake is in here because that's very fitting for this movie. I know, right? Um Dang, I was cool when you said beach until you said jungle. But I'm going to go at the beach. All right. Pick somewhere to stay. An ultra-modern hotel, a rustic farmhouse, overwater bungalow, bohemian treehouse, safari lodge, boutique hotel. It's definitely the modern hotel. Definitely. No question. I zoned out after you said that. (laughs) I was like, oh no, that's it. I listened. I listened for a few more, but I was like, no, that's it. Modern. As soon as you said that, that was out the door. Okay. Pick a breakfast in bed. Mm-hmm. English breakfast, blueberry pancakes, French toast, chia pudding, avocado toast, or eggs benedict. Oh, I'm gonna have to do the avocado toast. It's so good. Girl, I love me some avocado toast. Me too. It's just oh. and then when you got everything but the bagel seasoning, oh girl. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Pick something to do. Wine tasting, spa day, surfing, hiking, road trip road tripping, or picnicking. Oh dang. Dang, cuz that would be so much fun. I mean, obviously like with my boyfriend out his he's fun, but dang! Um what was the first one? Wine tasting? Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah. I think it would have to be road tripping because that's just going to be in an event. Okay? All around. I love road trips. It's okay. a lot of things you could do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Pick a cocktail or drink. So we have Aperol Spritz, P- Pina Colada, Sangria, lavender lemonade, fruit smoothie, or a uh, Michelada. Michelada? I don't know what that is. Um, I almost want the lavender lemonade because I know that's good. Uh, can you repeat? No, it smells good you? too. Yes, I know. I've had it before. That's why I was like, I might go for that. But can you repeat the first two so I can be fair? Aperol spritz and then a pina colada. Oh yeah, it's definitely the lavender lemonade. This is the most decisive I've been. I'm going to just say that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Pick something for dinner. Lobster, 
sushi, steak, noshi, pad thai, eggplant parmesan. Girl, you know I'm gonna need you to run that back because. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my mind started going. I was like, oh, damn. Which one? Which one? This is the question. Lobster. Mm-hmm. Sushi. Mm-hmm. Steak. Oh. Noshi. Pad Thai. Eggplant Parmesan. Dang. Eggplant. Yeah. Excuse me. Eggplant Parmesan is good. It is. Um, I'm going with the lobster. Let me just be real. I mean, it's your honeymoon. Yeah, I try. I try. Live it up. I try. I'm going with the lobster. Okay. Finally, choose something sweet. Oreo cheesecake, cinnamon sugar donuts, gelato, cheese plate, chocolate souffle, or key lime pie. I'm definitely going um, for that first one. I forgot what it was, but I know I liked it. Oreo cheesecake? Yes. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. So, you got Marrakech, Morocco. Ooh. Hmm. With its serpentine soups filled with the smells of spices, French-influenced boulevards, and impeccably decorated Riyadh, Marrakech is a vacation for the senses. Once you've thoroughly explored the city, take a road trip to the Sahara Desert, the beaches of Essawar, probably said that wrong, or the blue-walled city of Chef shower win. Probably said that wrong too. But <laughs> hey, you <laughs> know that sounds that sounds right because it sounds like beach, but it's giving nightlife. It's giving daytime adventure, and that's what I need. So I don't need none of what we about to talk about though. What did you get? <laughs> I didn't take it because I already know where I want to go for my honeymoon. Oh, you said I don't need no quiz, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know where I'm going. Um, I wish we could stall, but uh, <laughs> we got to get on this ride. I think we're mm-hmm. next up. So um, buckle up, y'all, because when we return, we will be talking about 2014's Honeymoon. So we didn't get a regular wedding cake. We decided on something that was special for us instead. I love you, honeybee. So this is the famous family cottage. Do you like it? Here's what I see. The woods. A lake. No one around. B? This isn't funny. B? Please! B! Okay. I couldn't find you. Seriously walking. I'm fine. How's my little zombie face this morning? I made the coffee. I could be human. What's going on with you? You feel distant, different. Did something happen in the woods? They're mosquito bites. They don't look like bug bites. You're acting crazy. 
You should leave. He's not safe. What's going on? We need to leave. You can't. Where did you put the keys? Where are the keys? Who's out there? Who's shining the light? I want to protect you. Where is my wife? You look like her, but you're not her. Something bad happened to me. Something bad happened to me in the woods. The movie starts out with a recording of B and Paul on their wedding day explaining their first date. Well, okay, so Paul's individually explaining his first date, their first date. And then um, B is explaining how he proposed. And, you know, it's, it's cutting back and forth between the two, but it's also cutting back and forth between scenes of a car driving to God knows where. Mm-hmm. And so the car is actually decorated with those hideous cans that you always see attached to the back of the car in movies when someone gets married. I'm just like, so, why? <laughs> and the car was a beat up freaking car too. Car was beat up and you got these old cans on it. I, like, almost, I almost cared enough to look that up because I know that we probably were taught what the cans mean. I mean, obviously, obviously, we know what they mean, but I just want to know, like, you know how stuff be having a deeper meaning and we be finding out stuff is like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't either. That's why I didn't look it up either. I almost looked because I just wanted to be like, give myself something to talk about, but whatever. Anyway, they pull up. All right, so they pull up to the cabin. You found that, find out that this is where they're spending their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It's a rustic cabin in the woods. It overlooks a lake, and it belongs to B's family. And by this time, they're in Canada. So they're originally from New York. They drove mm-hmm. up to Canada mm-hmm. uh, for their honeymoon. Which isn't far so, at all. Yeah, it's not far. At all. But, but my thing is, like, I'm not, okay, I'm not trying to be that person, but... I'm not trying to spend my honeymoon in a family anything. Girl, and then it's an old-ass cabin. There's um, no service, cell service out there. You got an old TV. You got an old oven. The lights is flickering. You got a box TV with a VCR. Like Perfect mm-hmm. horror movie setting. <laughs> It's terrible. And even even when they first get out and she goes, you know, um, it's not fancy, but what do you think? And this, okay, y'all know how I do. I try to hold all my stuff to the very end when I spew my thoughts, but, you know, we just doing what to do here today on this ride. This ride don't have no restraints. <laughs> and um, Paul goes, here's what I see, not the city the woods and just talks about how isolated they are. So, you know, I'm starting to get these little seeds basically, like I said, based off of that little clip I saw, I'm like, okay, I think I see where this is going to go. But anyway, they go on this grand tour around the house and it's pretty comical. They're corny as shit. It is. And I know some people, I asked a few people had they heard about this movie, how they felt about it. And I personally to an extent, liked their acting here. Cause I can see myself being this goofy with my boyfriend, just like when you're in your own element and nobody else is watching you and you're just kind of doing your own little parts. I won't say this lasts throughout the whole movie, 
but this fight is cute. Yeah. I mean, I guess. They mm-hmm. were just really corny to me. I mean, oh, you know, no. they're in that. You got to think this is honeymoon. That so movie, this yeah, is like, uh, we going to make you just overly sick because mm-hmm. we're just like in love, love, love. You know, we ain't we ain't got that level yet. So, you know. Ooh, child. <laughs> I think I bypassed that whole love, love, love phase. We're at the point where we're sitting in the bathroom while we both poop and Miss Janae, I almost put you out. I almost put you out because no, you didn't. And you know what? F it. I'm going to do it. No, because you was up at 3 a.m. writing love notes and making heart formations. <laughs> uh, girl, you better not ever. I'm not going to be that mistake. Girl, girl. You and I. Oh, I mean, like, lovey dovey. I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, like, the lovey dovey that they express in the movie. We're more yeah. so like. Yes. I'm going to sit on the floor in the bathroom and talk to you while you're shitting. Or, and then he's like, I'm shitting. And he's standing in the doorway, recording me, not closing the door, being a nuisance, trying to make me play with the dog. Like, it's more like... That's comfort. <laughs> yeah, it's more <laughs> comfort than that lovey-dovey. Oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God, let's fuck everywhere. Girl, no. Because that's what like all it is. Um... They were making me sick. So basically this whole beginning of the movie, like these first moments of them being in the house, like she's trying to give a tour. He's trying to take her clothes off. Like they spend most of the time in the cabin having sex, exploring the area. Just that lovey-dovey, oh my God, we're just spending time together type situation. Yeah. They go fishing and he, she makes fun of him because he puts on, uh, what is that? a life vest that's like way too small probably for a child yeah before you get any further though i do want to point some things out because okay so you know me when i when we do the podcast i usually depending on the movie i watch it more than once so when i I watched it (laughs) so when i watched it the first time i do have to admit there was a lot going on but i was like let me watch it again and there were a lot of things that I picked up on. I picked up on them the very first time, but I just think because honestly, I was distracted with personal things the first time I watched it. I wasn't really paying attention, if that makes sense. So whilst they're going on the tour, and this is also another seed we're seeing. Well, it's not a seed. John, they hit it right on the nose. They're in that newlywed phase where they're just trying to fuck everywhere. And Paul is definitely on that. So it's a part where he's like trying to take her shirt off and B says change is good. And the light starts flickering. So that happens. Then after, you know, post-sex, they're looking at this corner and there are some hollow ducks up there. And Paul's like, what is that? And bees like, you know, they're fake and hollow ducks. They're empty on the inside. And I used to hide things in them when I was little. So you get that little thing too. That's true. Yeah. But then also they, there was also little clues to tell you a spoiler alert. Like, oh girl, we in a spoiler uh, territory. I forgot to do my little announcement and I said I was going to do it. But y'all know once that trailer play, it's free game. That's it. So go ahead. Yeah, then. so it's like the, thoroughly explaining in the beginning of the movie their first date, their wedding day was for a reason. 
um, when they get on the boat, making sure to really showcase that the water is cold. That's for a reason. Um, now, one of the things, even though I said they were corny, he actually missed a golden opportunity. So she actually asked him, had he killed anything with his bare hands before? Wait, 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 wait. That's way ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, because there's some other stuff I want to talk about before that. Wait, wait. Okay, go, go rewind. ahead. Okay, rewind, rewind. I got you. So before all of this happens, after the little hollow duck comment, that night, this is the first night that they, like, you know, stay there. There's a light that shines in the window and think of, okay, so this is 2014. So at this point, we didn't see paranormal activity and think about when something would happen in a room and like the room would make that sound wave noise. It's a so weird. basically the, the think of like those old movies where there's an alien invasion and someone like gets abducted whoa, whoa, and that, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that yeah. light beam comes down and it's like, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And mm-hmm. that's basically the noise that was being made when the light shined in the window right and so instantly i was like oh these aliens <laughs> this movie has a lot of Chekhov's something and if you guys don't know what um that is it's a writer that basically made a rule who basically made a rule saying you can't write a story and when it gets to the end and you wrote yourself in a corner you just give yourself a way out like there has to be a reason you know like say um the little girl is walking to the uh, store and she trips over a brick and she gets to the store on her way back. Somebody attacks her and that same brick she tripped over, she uses it to bash him in the head. So that's Chekhov's brick because we saw it earlier. We know she tripped over it. The camera probably looked at it for a while and boom. Cause it's a lot of moments like that. Um, a few in particular between this part that we're in right now is when she takes one of the hollow ducks and gives it to Paul and it's a note in it and it has Paul read the note, but B's reading everything that's on the note. But obviously we know this is something from her childhood. So she probably just remembers it, but obviously hold on to that because that's the Chekhov's item. Uh, another one, it's another one that happens right around here. Oh, the rope. Oh yeah, he checked off the rope, but the rope was, she said something, and then he was like, oh, you're a naughty girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he was like, are you hungry? And then she was like, I'm actually pretty full. My yeah. dad just had sex exactly. in the shower. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, he picked up the rope and was like, oh, you naughty girl, you start to like fake tie her up. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say was that he had missed a golden opportunity, because this was, this happened after he missed his golden opportunity. So she was asking, okay, have you ever killed something with your bare hands? And he was like, no. And then she was talking about like she killed frogs or whatever. But I'm like, dude, you could have just said you killed the pussy. Like that was a golden opportunity that you missed. Yes. I was even thinking, okay, in the following scene, um, like Johnny says, we get the, we get checkouts road. They've been fishing we learned after 12 years of Girl Scout, she can tie knots. So obviously, Chekhov's knot. What, am, what was I about to say? What was I about to say? She, oh wants to, um, she wants to go swimming, but he doesn't. She sticks her hand in the water. The water's cold. And then he sticks his hand in the water, and the water's cold. Mm-hmm. And they even at this part, they establish that they're alone by themselves. Like, no one else is here, even though we find out that's 
pseudo false later, but right. basically no one is there. So going back to the conversation they were having earlier, like when they were making the breakfast or whatever, and he said uh, something about resting her womb, like you said, that could have been a better comeback. I understand why it was there, but it's just like, this is this is literally me and my little spaceship, so be forewarned. Um, <laughs> You know how when people get married or women in general, when we get married, when we go through different phases in life, we like lose a form of identity. Like um, when you get married, you take your husband's last name. Normally when you're with your husband, people's like, where's the missus? Like you like kind of lose yourself. And even not all people, not all, but on some type of level, uh, when you have kids, even, you know, you're like here for them and everybody else now. So I was trying to figure out, was there some type of underlying subtext there in that whole conversation? I get what you're saying. It's like, I see it, but also I don't know if I'm just trying to see something that's probably not even there. But anyway, go ahead. I thought she was going to be pregnant with an alien, but that wasn't even the case. Oh, kind of. One of the days, they visit a small restaurant that should be open, but it looks closed. Uh, the owner, who actually think he's the owner at the time, he's seen acting weird and is insisting that the res- restaurant is closed while throwing a mini tantrum, like he broke a daggone lamp. Mm-hmm. The couple decides to leave, but when they're leaving, the owner realizes that he knows B. He calls her Trixie. Mm-hmm. And then she looks hella confused, but it turns out that it's Will, her childhood friend, that she had a summer fling with. Mm-hmm. He mentions he's married now. She mentions she's married. He's like, yo, the restaurant is actually my wife's restaurant. This is when his wife interrupts, mm-hmm. looking Annie. creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's saying that they need to get away. She looks seriously pale and ill. And then Will death grips her arm, tells her to basically chill out. Then he's like, okay, I can scrounge up some food and we can eat like old times. And being and Paul are like, nah. Yeah, this whole little encounter, and this is more of, like I said, into my theory I'll share later that goes nowhere, but I'm about to call them by their real names. (laughs) This encounter between B, Paul, and Will is very awkward, and it's so, this is another, this is another relatable moment, because it's like, that's happened before not just and saying just, just like, me, but that's happened before. Like, that just had to be the most awkward conversation for our husband to sit through because he's mm-hmm. just there flirting with her. Mm-hmm. And you and can tell that they're both just like, yeah, because they're both just staring at each other like, dang, I haven't seen you since. But you see is something, there's something there. Obviously, this goes nowhere, but still. And even then, because later on that night, she's still thinking about it. And yes, now, this scene in the bed thinking about their interaction. For me, this was super unrealistic because I'm just saying I don't know nobody that's about to sit there and pillow talk about a whole nother man, and especially the way well, they did it. Like I know some people are comfortable and they can joke around like this. That's me and my boyfriend. <laughs> well, see, there we go. Like I said, I said I know some people can joke around like this, but I don't know. Like I can crack little jokes, me and. Mine, we could crack little jokes, but we got a, it's a limit. We don't have a limit. Yeah, we don't have a limit. And I don't really want to talk about that on the podcast, but. You ain't got to. I just said what I said. It's a limit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's why it didn't really bother me a little bit. The only part that bothered me was she was talk- about to start saying his 13-year-old body. Now, that's when I was kind of like... And that's what I meant. Mm. That's what I meant by there's a limit. Like, they, like it, it's a limit. Like, this is... So, like, if you, I, like, I get it. Like, you're in the bed, pillow talking about, like, your ex and stuff like that. I do that. But, like, when she took it to... When it went that route, mm, that was a little weird. So, well, she... Like, um, I, I want to say, point something out here. She is... While she's borderline defending Will... Paul is like reassuring her, you know, like, I'm not like him, you're not like her, and we aren't like them. So once again, uh, it's like, I'm I'm pointing these things out because I have to, to defend my point later. So continue, please. <laughs> yeah, like she said, they're laying in bed, they're talking, blah, 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 blah. He starts acting jealous a little bit, but whatever. So while they're sleeping, all the lights in the house flicker. I don't mm. know how they wake up from the lights turning on. It's dark as heck, and all of a sudden the lights cut on. I would have woke up. Mm-hmm. But once this happens, Paul's alarm goes off. So it seems like he was planning to go fishing at dawn. Mm-hmm. But when he stumbled outside, he realizes that it's actually the middle of the night and it's pitch black out. Right. So he goes back in the house, realizes the power probably went out. He's telling B about it, but he's realizing she's nowhere to be found in the house. Right. So he goes out into the woods to find her he ends up finding her naked and disoriented he scoops her up carries her back into the cabin where she claims she was sleepwalking due to stress well first of all i'm gonna save it because <laughs> no no yeah. the next morning <laughs> so i'm just gonna like basically sum up the next couple of days yeah, so over, over the next few days, you're basically seeing B deteriorate and their relationship deteriorate right along with it. She just forgets how to do several basic tasks. Like like the next morning, for example, she's up before he's up and she's like, oh, I'm just making French toast. He starts kissing her, but then he smells that the toast is burning. Come to find out she didn't even put the toast in the batter to batter it. It was completely mm-hmm. dry on the griddle. Then she's like, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. What are you talking about? And then same thing with the coffee. So now he starts to batter the, um, he starts to batter the French toast for her, turns around to go eat coffee. And she's like, oh yeah, I made coffee. He pours the coffee. It's straight water. And then he mm-hmm. opens it up and the coffee beans haven't been ground, none of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so she's like, what do you, what's wrong? What, what? So now you're seeing that she's forgetting to do simple things. Right. Then along with forgetting to do simple things he actually she starts to act weird too um they go where did they go i like this part when they go fishing yeah they go fishing (laughs) and i like because he say froggy krueger that cracked me up froggy krueger took me out they go fishing and they're both paddling or whatever she's looking into the water like a creep he catches the frog and she's like why did you do that and then he starts making fun of her and was like, you don't want to kill it. It probably like and basically you can funny. see that he's the type of guy that actually pays attention to his girlfriend or to his significant other. Like he knows he's her doing, clips and things. He's trying to do things to make her laugh. That, all the things that he would normally do, but she's right. not reacting to it. Yeah. And then she even like was like, I don't know. He started to ask her what's wrong or whatever. And then she was like, 
let's go swimming and she just jumps in the water mm-hmm. and he just looks at her like he's crazy she was like yeah. why he was like why would you do that you knew that the water was cold mm-hmm. and she repeats him like because earlier earlier when he made the wound comment she's like well why would you say that and he was like i thought it'd be funny she tries to do the same thing and it's uh, okay keep going <laughs> keep going keep going uh, later on um Throughout all this, he's trying to convince her to go to the doctor, trying to say something's wrong with you. What the heck is wrong with you? What's going on? Just talk to me. What happened in the woods? And she's just not saying anything. Mm -hmm. He actually catches her in the bathroom, in the mirror, practicing future conversation. Mm -hmm. And the conversation she was actually practicing was her excuse for not wanting to have sex with him. Mm -hmm. And she was struggling to remember common words. Just like you said, he's trying to convince her to go to the doctor. This is because he notices these marks on her inner thighs. And she's like, they mosquito bites, like, stop tripping, whatever. I'm going to go take a sleep. And he's like, what? You going to do what? And she's like, take a nap. As you said, this is contributing to more weirdness. Like, why is, like, is she high or something? Like, what's going on? While she's asleep, Paul tries to get another look at it. And I don't know about you. Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm a deep sleeper sometimes. It just depends on how tired I am. I probably wouldn't have moved either. Either way, he goes back out to the area where he found B that night, and he's searching the area, and he just happens to spot her honeymoon gown. When he picks it up, he notices that it's ripped up, and it also has, like, some type of goo on it. So in his head, he's like, okay, I think I know what happened. Yeah, because he also finds a footprint. Um, next mm-hmm. to the log where he um, found the nightgown. Right. And it's a very large footprint. Like, it's larger than his. Right. And it's not his. It's not B's. So. Right. <laughs> so now he's pissed off. So right. I think this is where he goes in. Yes. So now this is where he goes inside and he observes her practicing future conversations. Mm-hmm. So he comes back in, the wedding tape is playing. He sees mm-hmm. that the wedding tape is playing. He goes to find her. She's in the bathroom in the mirror practicing future conversations. I like how the tension where we don't know when the hell he left from when she turned around to leave. Because by the time we see him again, he's like doing something else. But you know, like when you sneak in trying to do something to act like you've been doing it for a minute, you still be breathing kind of hard. But he was... Yeah. Later on that night, they're playing Yahtzee. And while they're playing Yahtzee, I don't know, I guess they decide to have sex again and he tries to have sex with her or she tries to have sex with him. But like once he starts going into her pants, she's like, you're going to hate me. I have a headache and I try to take Tylenol for yada, yada, yada. Basically the same lie that he caught her practicing in the bathroom. He flips it on her. He tries to, he basically catches her in the lie a little bit, trying to figure out like, well, but where's your nightgown? Go put on your nightgown. And she's like, I lost it. Well, not lost it, but she said that she um, put it in her laundry because it's dirty or whatever. She was so just, I'm trying to figure out, did you purposely skip this part because it triggered you? <laughs> or you no, just don't excuse the whole marshmallow scene? <laughs> But what was the purpose of the marshmallow scene? It didn't seem relevant. It comes back later. So this is Chekhov scene. This movie is just Chekhov, Chekhov, Chekhov. So I was wondering, is it because you don't like marshmallows that you probably didn't pick up on this? But normally when you Mars, when you Mars, 
when you roast marshmallows, you cannot pick them up like that. She just picks it up and eats it. It's yeah, hot. I don't. No, I knew. No, no, no. I knew. No, 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 no. I knew. But I was just wondering, like, first, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, Johnny's going to, like, lose her shit because she doesn't, like, this. Like, this is not her thing. But so as we started talking about it, you just glossed right over it. I was like, hmm, dang, does she not like marshmallows that bad? Does she just have that scene? But no, it it does play a role. But I'll point it out later. I don't know if this is the same night, though, that the lights come in the window. I think this is the same Mm -hmm. night. Mm-hmm. It's so that yeah that night they're in the bed she's asleep he's not mm-hmm. but you see here's that bright beam of light again flashing in all the windows of the house this time he's awake to see it and once it flashes on him that big right off. yeah so this was uh up. this was after he already was like suspicious of her because remember she had got up to leave out the room and he wasn't asleep, like you said. And he's like, okay, right. well, she where'd you go? She said she was going to get some water, but she didn't have any water. Exactly. So now, yes. And just like you said, all of this happens. And he strapped up. He wasn't playing when he saw that light. Oh, yeah. He got the gun, went outside, tried to figure out where it was. Wasn't mm-hmm. nobody out there. So now he's convinced that it's Paul. Not Paul, but it's Will. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides to go confront him the next day. Mm-hmm. so um the next day he goes down to the restaurant he sees annie outside at the restaurant Annie's eyes are like gray at oh, this point baby and she's exhibiting similar behavior to b and she also has those same identical marks on her thigh inner thigh because now her inner um b's inner thigh marks have gotten worse it's like this red mm-hmm. rash looking thing And so Annie has the same thing. And so he's trying to figure out where the heck Will is. She claims that Will is hiding and warns Paul to stay away from Mm -hmm. them before um, she hops in the boat and goes off. And Mm so, excuse me, after she hops in the boat and drives away, he finds her Will's bloody hat floating in the water. So then he goes inside of Will and Annie's home, basically home slash restaurant. And he looks at the security camera footage and on the security camera footage, he sees a a bright light, that same bright light that flashed in his window. And you see Annie like blindly leaving out the house in her nightgown to go towards the light. Mm -hmm. Then the computer like cracked out and shut off. Then Mm -hmm. he goes to the wall and on the wall, it's a bunch of handwritten notes. Um, Basically Annie like saying, my name's Annie. My husband is Will. I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. Basically, basic facts about her. Which is what we saw B writing earlier. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. You just went past that part. It's fine. I'll bring it up later. Yeah. I said, no, because I'm like, damn, she skipped a huge part. But I'm just like, I'll just bring them up later because I got points. But keep going. (laughs) Because I'm like, damn, she's on a row. (laughs) Yeah, I skipped that. But basically, they, she he, she was writing something like that earlier and uh, tried to hide it from him. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in the house, back in the house, he accuses her of being someone completely different. Basically confronts her about her notes being the same as Annie's, 
her having the same marks, whatever, whatever, whatever. They argue a little bit. And then she locks herself in the bathroom. Um, he breaks in and she's mutilating her vagina. Penetrating herself to the bathroom brush. And she's bleeding. Profusely. And so he stops her. Um, then like she's freaking out. She's like, no, no, no. He ties her to the bed and starts to interrogate her about the details of their their relationship. Basically asking like the first date, um, how he proposed, all that stuff. And so she's getting it all the way wrong. She he can't realizes- even she can't even throughout the movie, like I said, there are things that they do that to us we just like, okay. What? But when you think about the grand scheme of things, and we get to this part, we're like, oh, okay. There's a part when he goes, I love you, honeybee. And she does this little whatever the F she does. Okay, and he says, I love you, honeybee. And she goes, and then like takes her fingers and puts it on his lips. She does this thing and she can't even remember it. Like all of these most minuscule things that somebody that just got married four days ago should know. Yeah, like he's literally, she's, she's tied up and he's like, I love you, honeybee. I love you, honeybee. And she's like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, while he's tied, not he, while she's tied up, he like is freaking out. Then he like kind of like loses it and gets a little unhinged for me. And he starts creepily kissing her up her leg. He's like, you're, you're not my wife. Like, you look the same, but you're not her. Like, your toes are the same. Your legs are the same. And he starts, like, kissing her up her leg. So her this, is, leg. this is the part I mentioned earlier where I came in. So to me, it was, uh, I, I want to hold this to the end. I want to hold this to the end because obviously you can kind of see what I thought was what I thought the direction of the movie was going to be, but it's clearly not that. But even in this part, it's heartbreaking to see Paul literally question her on all of these. Like, she can't even, she's misremembering events that literally just happened. Like, he asked her, like, well, how did I propose to you? Which we all saw in the beginning how this happened. But she's recalling the night that they just did two days ago when they had s'mores together. She's saying that's what happened when they proposed. Well, when he proposed to her and we're all like, um. Well, okay, so no, she she did retell it. What happened is what she described was his original intention of proposing to her, but that's not what happened. She put those, she mixed those two days together because she was like, I remember the stars. I remember the stars. He's like, no, we were in a tent on a bed because you got right. sick. Right. Okay. But you're, but he explained, she explained in the beginning of the movie that they had s'mores that night too in their apartment. And the, his original proposal was supposed to be camping. It was supposed to be a tent under the stars. So she's explaining it how he originally planned it instead of how it was. I really don't know because I really think she was mixing the two days together. No, she was she wasn't mixing to the two days because I actually that's when I was listening to the beginning of the movie, I was like, damn, that sucks. He tried to recreate it and made a tent on top of the bed. And she said, you know, he wanted he was like, I'm sorry that this is not how I plan to propose to you. I wanted to go camping and propose to you under the stars and blah, 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 blah. 
but I just had I remember all of what you're saying I'm just saying I just watched it that's why I think I don't know who's right I really don't know I might watch it a third time because I really want to know but continue please by all means so at this point for me, he was unhinged because of the way he was like kissing her and stuff and his eyes, he was all crying and stuff. That was just weird for me. And then he put his hand in her vagina and was like, how does it feel? And when he pulled his hand out, it was all peely and nasty and gross. And then she tells him to keep going and to get whatever it is out of her. And then he starts to pull out this large worm-like creature that looked like an umbilical cord at first. So when he was pulling it, I thought he was about to be pulling out like a a sack of some shit. But no, it was like a worm like thing. Um, for me, this is the only part of the movie that was worth anything. Like <laughs> out of the whole movie, this scene had me cringing. This is the only part of the movie for me that was worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but after he pulls that crap out of her, he leaves, he freaks out, leaves the room. And then this hoe pops up behind him in the doorway. Mind you, her ass was tied up. I mean, to be fair, he really just wrapped the rope around the bed and around the post. He didn't even, like, we know that she's been in Girl Scouts for 12 years, so she could probably get out of a knot. And that was a piss poor knot, if I do say so myself, with two years of Girl Scouts. (laughs) But anyway, she, in the doorway, explains that um, the night she disappeared in the woods, she saw the same lights that Paul had seen and walked to them. Uh, She encountered a group of silhouetted figures who impregnated her with the creature. Um, She was like, I still feel them inside me, whatever, whatever. And then she claimed that she was herself, but the figures were taking away what's left of her. I think before this, too, he was trying to find the car keys. Or maybe after this, he's trying to find the car keys. It was before. You mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah, but she's like, nah, you can't leave. And then a beam of light suddenly appears. And Mm -hmm. she starts talking like, oh, we don't need you no more or whatever. Then she steps off the light. And then he's like, what are you talking about? Trying to plead to her. And then she turns around and gets something and knocks him the hell out. Yeah, so she, um, during this whole fight, She's trying to say anything to get him to calm down. At this point, it's almost pre-get out, sunk in place. She has somewhat control of her body, but not full control. So while she's trying to get him to calm down, she's also explaining to him what happened to her, but also telling him that she can't explain to him what's going on. So at this point, like Johnny says, she grabs the camera saying, let's watch home videos, blah, 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 let's watch this, and uses that same camera to knock him out after the beam worked that magic up on her. Yeah, so he wakes up the next morning in the boat in the middle of the lake. He's tied up. And when he tries to get up and stuff she's like i'm protecting you i gotta hide you where nobody can find you um she's tying him to the anchor and she said that she has to hide him in the water because that's not because that's where they can't reach him and Mm -hmm. so he's like yeah nah like what that doesn't make sense you can't hide me in the water Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna be able to breathe but she's like yeah now i'm hiding you in the water He tries to escape, but wasn't going to work. And she throws him overboard. So 
Now you see her staring into the water. She's deteriorating, like peeling like crap. Um, her eyes are discolored, like a reptile type eyes, mm. and just staring in the water. Then you cut to a scene of her sitting in front of the TV, watching the wedding video, and then Annie comes to the door. She's deteriorated too. And then they walk through the woods and to the lights to silly, to the shadowy figures that you don't see. You just see the, the figures, like you don't see what they are. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I just let John go because I knew she was ready to get this done and over with. I did not like this movie. <laughs> obviously obviously like after a while I bet you guys could tell that I was just like okay I'm just gonna stop silent I'm just gonna let her do her because she she flew through this movie like I know this is probably gonna be our shortest episode <laughs> like like I'm sure she probably don't have nothing no thoughts th- what I'm gonna read exactly what I wrote this movie to me was dumb as fuck the acting in some parts was trash the ending was trash i just wasn't here for it and i guess i didn't like it because it didn't explain why things were happening it just showed you how the characters were reacting to it mm-hmm. and i was just like not here for it um but i'll give it to the husband though he was definitely the better of the four words <laughs> he tried to hold on to his own demise but he was right to die and he died <laughs> trying to ride <laughs> um here are my thoughts and i have a lot so get ready okay this movie is an hour and 28 minutes so like 87 minutes whatever this could have been a short this really could have been a short and probably it would have it probably would have done better as a short um, John A., I don't know if you are familiar with the movie VHS. Uh, maybe, maybe not. No, because if you was, baby, because that movie will fuck you up. Um, so there's a movie, VHS is a franchise, is found footage. And without giving away too much, and if you guys have seen it at home, I'm solely explaining it for those who haven't and for John A. Um, it's a collection of VHS tapes and girls, some stuff be going down on this tapes. One of the tapes in particular is similar to this storyline, and I'm not going to ruin it because I want you to be able to watch it and be like, oh my gosh. But um, one of the tapes is very similar to what we just watched. And if I'm, I'm probably wrong, but each short and VHS is probably 15 minutes and literally gets the same point across. Other than that, it's not that this isn't scary or it doesn't explain things because it, to be honest, it is pretty creepy, but it's the almost only thing like- The was the, that whatever that creature was that he pulled up out of her. It's very stretched. That's basically what it is. This would have sufficed as a nice little short, maybe an anthology, and boom, boom, boom. So a few things that I noticed, I do like the use of mirrors in this movie, since we are talking about body snatching, because it is questioning like, okay, well, who is this? Who am I really looking at? Because it's your reflection. 
um, a few parts that stood out to me is like, um, they're doing the grand tour. B walks into the room and we don't see her. But then when Paul walks in, we see him through the mirror. But it looks like he's walking into a new world. It's like, maybe like, I know you said, like, you probably ain't gonna watch this no more. So anybody else is probably gonna watch this again. You can see that part. But then also, like I said, when B's rehearsing in the mirror, and at this point, clearly we know it's not her. It's still the whole imposter syndrome. Well, who is this? Uh, As I said before, my theory that I've been dying to tell you all, uh, I thought that this was going to be one of those, I don't know what even to call it. I thought Paul was going to be on some shit and kill her. Like, that's what I thought was about to happen. Because... Like, creepy, rapey vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, I got you to myself, now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, that's what it was giving. I was even trying to figure out, would would I have liked this movie more if the aliens okay so when we met will we were all thinking that he had done something to annie because you know he snatched her up all that good stuff what if like the aliens were making the men crazy and do i don't know like it's just like i don't know that would have been that would have been a good plot twist but that still didn't that wouldn't explain like what was going on with the women I mean, okay, my thing, I think, I think since she's saying she was inspired by the body snatchers and when B explains that the six or not six, I just counted six people, when the dark figures impregnated her and she could still feel them inside of her, I think that they probably use women to do that. Like, I think, I think that's why they're using them to get them pregnant and do whatever the hell. I don't know what yeah, the angle them, is. Like, I guess well, it's to get them pregnant and make more. Yeah, but and just like they were more. But the thing was, they were deteriorating instead of. I don't know. Maybe that's what pregnant? happens, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe like maybe this is one. Of, and I'm not. I am not defending this movie at all because I feel the way I feel. But I am that type of person that does like a movie that'll make me think afterwards. Like, well, what? Because when I first watched this, I really was just like, what the. F- was this and what half maybe like more than halfway through Mm -hmm. I was like okay I'm over this movie (laughs) and then like at the end I was literally staring at my tv like what the fuck Mm -hmm. like and I you heard my voice messages I was (laughs) no she was she was going in on the messages like I said like uh I'm I guess I'll wait for the rating to really say my disposition but uh it could have just it's giving film school exit project. Like, I don't know, like it just needed, either it needed to be way shorter than it was, or it just needed a lot more to be what it is. I'm sorry, I was drinking water and was over here choking at the fact that you said it's giving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cause film it, school. I mean, honestly, it, it was like, <laughs> I'm not, I am really not trying to rag on this movie because I do believe there is a, there is a glimmer of something there because it really did. Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of creepy, but I was just like, but it's just not, it's almost, it's almost like, it's almost like almost getting there and then you don't get there (laughs) and then you're just left like. Oh my gosh. Man. Yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what it was. And. And just because of that, it's, ooh, yeah. 
Um, All right, let's go into the souvenir shop. <laughs> is it anything in there? I mean, there's like three posters. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. So the first poster I see is, it's like a starry type of night. Um, it's like you got your blue hues or whatever. Then you have taken up the majority of the, excuse me, you have taken up the majority of the poster on the right hand side. You have a close up of um, Rose's face. And then in the background in the woods, you see him, him as in uh, Paul carrying B through the woods. And then at the bottom, it says, it has, you know, their name, Rose Leslie and Harry Treadway. And it says, how do you um, it's more like a sepia type of coloring for this cover. So that was the first cover that I've seen. The second one that I've seen, it's, I can't tell if she's naked or not, but I'm just going to say she's naked and she has red hair, more like aerial red. The background is dark with more blue hues giving you like mermaid vibes. She's facing away from the poster and it looks like she's trying to escape a bunch of branches that are pulling her down. And at the top, it says honeymoon. I like that one because um, if you look at it, it's actually a hand on her back. You got to find it though. <laughs> I'll post oh, it on our new IG so you guys can find it too. But I like that one. Now, the last one I saw was the cover art for it on Amazon because I watched it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of reminds me of a thriller poster, like an action-packed movie where you got two killers who are trying to... I can't even think of the name of the movie that I'm thinking of, but it's just their two faces, like shadowy kind of, where like the light is coming Spring. in from the... Mm -hmm. Is it like screen poster? Is it, it the is one like with the screen. floating heads at the top? Yeah. Yeah. You know it's just the floating go. heads. And then it just <laughs> says honeymoon. So that's the one that, that the cover art for um, it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So those are the only souvenirs that I saw. Um, IMDb gave this movie a 5.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76%, and then Metacritic gave it a 65%. So, Ashley, <laughs> what is your rating of this lovely movie? Okay, so like I said, I said what I said. I'm not going to repeat myself. I give this movie a 57. Oh, you're very generous. And it's like, I almost want to give it more. I'm pretty, I know there are people that I li that like this movie, but me personally, it, it, it was cool. I'm not shitting, shitting on it because I know Johnny's about to, but it, it, was, <laughs> it was, it was things that um, I just feel like could have been more and I would have been a little more satisfied. But I mean, I understood the movie completely and I think it's a, it's a cool little ride, but it ain't. It ain't gonna See, be in the next time, though. Oh no, I'm not saying I that at all. I'm not saying I'm talking yeah. about for me. I'm talking about for me. I'm not saying you. I'm saying like the things that normally contribute to my rating of a movie. Like I understand completely what's happening. I don't want people. I'm I'm over explaining. I'm just saying that you know 
I understand. I see what's all there, but still, I said what I said with my fifty-seven. <laughs> it's all right. So I had to give this the worst rating out of all the movies that I rated so far. I am like really. I want to know because the lowest <laughs> rating, the lowest rating that you have so far is the Good Son. That's your lowest. Nuh-uh. The good song good is 54. Son. No, I said, I think I said 50. Oh, 50. Oh, I'm looking at my score. Ha ha. Okay, never mind. I'm looking at the wrong side. Better watch out. I get better watch out of 30. Oh, you did. It runs off my line. That's why. You're right. I'm getting it from your 20. <laughs> like, when I finished this movie, I was looking at my TV like, what the fuck? Well, I just wasted a, a, almost an hour and a half of my life. 87 minutes. <laughs> it, just was, it just was not it for me. It just, like, I get it. And I did watch some reviews, and one girl said that she loved it because it reminded her of her and her boyfriend, and maybe all had corny and stuff, and it was cute. And she was watching it over and over again. Oh, you talking about my girl, Sarah. That's when her channel was young. I know exactly who you're talking about. But I don't relate. Usually what I do when we do this is I will ask other people what they think of the movie. I belong in a lot of other groups that we talk about horror all day, every day. So uh, it was a mixed bag. And I can honestly see why. I can honestly see why. But anyway, that's going to be the end of this episode. <laughs> but before we go, I just have to say a few things to you guys. So we have one more episode in our Love is in the Scare theme for the month. And that'll be Bride of Chucky. I am super excited to talk about this movie. You've seen this movie? Yes, I've seen Bride of Chucky. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm just asking because I feel like it was some other movies we felt like you should have seen, but you ain't seen them. But, um, yes, well, this is Well, it's one... because Bride of Chucky has come on TV so many times. It's kind of like an MTV cult classic at this point. Well, we could talk about that more next week. But before all of that... <laughs> So make sure, please, that you guys are following us on our new social media page. We only got one. It's just IG. We ain't, at the moment, all that rah, 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 the other stuff. Not right now. So that's D180 Podcast. And please, I would love it. We would both appreciate it if you can leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. I normally hate doing all of that because I want people to be genuine and really just want to review us and do whatever they do but um at this point we need people like my students would say we need people so it is what it is <laughs> johnny you got anything to say to your people before this ride is over i guess the ride is over but before we close this part down no i don't have anything i'll see y'all next week y'all um you know this is like this is like when you go to the park but your mama tell y'all we just walking around so you watching everybody else have fun and y'all might play a few games but that's it you might get a small prize 
that was this episode but um next week it's gonna be a whole little vibe so we'll see y'all next time up in the park bye y'all bye girl